This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you have been recording for years or you're looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host. Today, I have a special guest on here with me today. He is my former teammate of the the rugby organization Colorado XO, now the American Raptors, and current XFL defense alignment for the St. Louis Battlehawks, Jalen Robinson. Jalen, what's going on, my man? Nothing much, Cam. Thank you uh, for having me on, first and uh, foremost. But, um, yeah, man, just... Finishing up my game yesterday. I'm on my off day today. We had a great win yesterday in St. Louis against the uh, Renegades. Yeah, I was definitely tuned into that game. It was a great game, and it looked like that crowd was packed out. I know they said there was supposed to be expected, what, 30,000 there. Was that uh, probably the accurate number, 30,000? Yeah, we actually um, were over 30,000. We broke the XFL attendance record, and we had 38,000 fans in the Dome. The Battle Dome was rocking yesterday. Uh, St. Louis fans showed out for sure. Wow. 38,000, you said? Yep. Wow. 38,000. So that's – that. wow. That's wild. You, re- you really wouldn't expect that in an XFL game. Yeah, uh, so far that's been the most. I think there was one game with 25,000, uh, San Antonio. But, yeah, we are pulling a lot of attention, which is great for the league, and especially being the first year, um, we need those type of type of numbers. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, definitely for good for the city of St. Louis. You know, lost the Rams to L.A. So football back in St. Louis, I'm sure, makes a big uh, impact on the city. Exactly. Yeah, the St. Louis fans are excited to have football back, and they they definitely show it. Uh, They show their appreciation, I think, more than any other team in the XFL. So, shout out to the St. Louis Battlehawk fans out there. For sure, for sure. So, let's let's start from the beginning. So, I mean, you obviously had a long road in sports. You're 26, I, I believe, right? 27. 27, 27. 27 years old. And, you know, obviously people don't just wake up and go to the XFL. So let's start from, you know, your high school days. You know, where did you go to high school? Um, how long have you been playing football? Where did you go to college? What what was your road in getting to the XFL? Yeah, so I actually went to uh, Lake Central High School, which is in northwest Indiana. And, uh, you know, I love my high school, LC. I played football, wrestling, and track there uh, for four years. Played all three sports, won uh three state championships for my high school, two in wrestling, one in track, and made it to regionals in football. So uh, I loved it. I started as a linebacker, actually. Believe it or not, in, in high school, um, I was a outside linebacker and made my way to college uh, with a full ride to Purdue University right down the street. So I was the, the hometown hero. I got a lot of buddies that went to Purdue. Um but yeah, I had a successful career at, at, at Purdue University all four years and managed to work my way to the professional level. And I played, uh, had a couple of tryouts and camps in the NFL and nothing ever fell through officially in the NFL. But I did get a chance to go up and play in the CFL for a while. And then if you remember the AAF League, the Alliance of American Football League, mm-hmm. and the previous uh, XFL League, I played for the uh, Dallas Renegades, now known as the Arlington Renegades in the XFL here. 
so yeah, I've, I've had a, a long list of, uh, of teams I've bounced around from, but now I've landed myself, uh, after my, my rugby, my brief rugby career, um, the past one and a half, two years back in the XFL. So it's been a long journey and I've been appreciative ever since high school of all my coaches and, um, fans that, that have followed me throughout my, my journey since Lake Central High School to now the St. Louis Battlehawks. But yeah, I'm here now and I've got to experience playing other sports. I've experienced playing rugby, um, with you as and I still consider playing on the, you know, the Colorado Raptors, American Raptors, uh, one of my best athletic experiences by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, rugby actually brought you a championship of your own in a different sport, correct? Yes. Yes, it did. Um, you know, rugby, I, I did, I played and I enjoyed playing for the American Raptors, but when I went out and played for the LA Giltinis and the MLR, I got to, I got a chance to win a championship with them and it was uh, a huge deal in uh, MLR rugby and I enjoyed every step of the way. Yeah, and that was definitely fun seeing you out there as well, playing in the Coliseum. And, you know, it's it's, it's always fun seeing people that I've played with go on and chase other dreams and, you know, just do something good. So now that, you know, going from rugby, you win a championship, to you going to the XFL and following you there. You know, I was up at your game in D.C. last week. Um, that was an experience of its own. Uh, <laughs> if anybody yeah. knows anything about the D.C. fans, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so it was, it was definitely fun just uh, watching you as you progress from rugby now back into the XFL. Um, speaking of last week, so you played against the D.C. Defenders. Uh, game didn't go how you wanted. It was a fireworks game uh, from beginning to end. A, scoring, a lot of scoring, um, unfortunate turnovers. But main thing about that game was if you were at the game or even if you're watching on TV was there was a lot of lemons on the field. So, uh, if you know anything about these limits, uh, can you kind of explain to uh, the people listening what was the deal with all the limits being thrown in the field? Yeah, yeah. So, the D.C. fans are, are crazy, which makes for a, a great environment to play a football game in. But their, their fans got um, – they, they were mad. The beer snake, if you've ever seen a D.C. game, at home, they always have the beer snake. It's a tradition, and even in the last XFL, the stadium banned it for the first week or two weeks in the XFL. So all the fans started throwing lemons on the field to protest. The first game, they had to stop the game. They stopped, they stopped the game for like 15 minutes. It was crazy. Uh, but yeah, there were some lemons thrown on the field at us um, when we went down to DC and played, and some of our guys were throwing them back. Uh, Supposedly, one of my teammates was eating a lemon on the field. It was, it was, it was madness. <laughs> but, yeah, it was madness. It was great, though. It was it's good. I, I always love those type of fans, even if you're on the opposite end of it, because it just shows the appreciation for the sport and what it does for the community. Right, right. It definitely made it interesting. Actually, there was a uh, there was a media guy or a picture guy, whatever he was doing on the sideline, um, that actually got beamed in the head one of the lemons that came from the top row. Which was yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy in itself, crazy in itself. But um, so Love you mentioned <laughs> you you mentioned you played football at Purdue University, all right, Indiana, down the street from your hometown school, um, and now you're find yourself playing for the XFL Battlehawks that had thirty eight thousand people 
um, in the stands. So if you had to compare what stadium environment is more, I guess, energetic or more lively, the stadium at Purdue when you're in college or now for the XFL? Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Because, you know, being at Purdue, and especially my last year there when we were winning and we had a lot of success at, at home, our stands were, they were rocking. The student section, you know, made a made it pretty cool. Um, but I don't, I don't know. The, the Battlehawks, I think it's something about it being inside a dome. It's because it's, a, it's an indoor stadium. It's a dome. Mm-hmm. But all that noise is trapped. So when those fans started screaming yesterday, that was one of the loudest environments I had I had been in. I'll have to give it to the Battlehawks on that one. That was a loud, <laughs> a loud stadium. I love to love to play in that type of environment at home, especially. Yeah, fans always help you know throughout the game because it's hard to, uh, I guess, essentially keep your own juice throughout the game without any help. So the fans, I I believe, from my experience at least, they they definitely does help. Yeah, definitely. They're the twelfth the man on the field. They are for sure helping us. They they um they were so loud. I'm sure a few calls were missed on offense for the opposing team. And I mean, it's affecting. It it affects the, the other team for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you see that everywhere. So it's cool that you uh, got to a team that has that kind of environment, that kind of fans that actually care about the game and. Uh, just how supportive they are of the team. Even though it's a brand-new team, they still showed up and showed out. 38,000 isn't a lousy number by any means. Yep, I wouldn't want to be on any other team. Yeah, I heard that. And so you actually had a special guest yesterday. Your your daughter, um, Rain, came to St. Louis to see you play. Uh, was this the this is the first time she's seen you play in person? Uh, yes, I did have a special guest. She Yes, this is the first time she has actually gotten to see me play. Um, I think, you know, she's four and a half now and she was so excited to go up in the stands and cheer for Dada and she knows my number now. So she, 99 is all she kept calling me by. I don't have a name anymore. It's just 99. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was the first time she got to see me play and to be in that environment, I think she's going to want to come back to every, every single home game. So that'll be a, a great tradition that me and my daughter can share. And I have pictures for the rest of my life of us because that's what I do it for. I want her to be able to, you know, play whatever sport she wants to as long as as long as possible. And if she wants to play professionally, it's achievable because she's seen her father do it. So I love having my daughter at the game. It, it made my my whole trip worth it. And we got the win. We got the win, and I got to see my daughter. So yeah, that was the. <laughs> highlights of my trip it was a win-win situation so did having your daughter there kind of give you a little extra boost throughout the game oh yeah i had to, i was trying to make plays for her that was the the little boost that i needed yeah i, I definitely understand that um and you know it's, it's always so special when you know someone like that someone like uh your daughter or someone who's close to you come to see you play especially for the first time um on a major stage like that that's always special yeah, yeah, it's great. And my mom was there also, and obviously she's seen me play a million times. But it's good having my mom there because she was, you know, excited right down the street in St. Louis. Uh, for her, it was a four-hour drive, five-hour drive. So it was it was good to have family there. For sure, for sure. And uh, you're not the first person um, in your family to reach the professional ranks. It's, it sounds like you come from a long line of 
athletes um, in your family to be successful um, at their sports. Uh, you kind of want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my brother um, was definitely uh, reached the top level in his sport. He played in the NBA for seven years, and Glenn Robinson III is his name. And obviously he is he's retired now, but he was a great athlete and possibly still one of the best dunk dunk contest winners that I know. Um, recently we had the, tw- the dunk contest this year, and um, I've been reflecting back on when he won the dunk contest, and I was there in 2017 when he was still playing for the Pacers, um, which was an amazing experience. So, yeah, my brother, huge, huge basketball player, played at the University of Michigan. Um, I have the Michigan <laughs> – uh, theme song stuck in my head 24-7 whenever I see them now. I've been to so many <laughs> Michigan games. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you call that? Their, their little uh, anthem? Um, I so, so I'm an Ohio State fan, so you know I, I want know you absolutely, I know you <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with Michigan, so I don't know anything about that school. <laughs> yeah, no, but my, I, I was, well, that brings me to my next sibling. Um, my sister is currently at Ohio State, so I have no bad blood for Ohio State. My okay. sister is a triple jumper. Um, she she runs track and track and field. Obviously, she's an amazing athlete um, in and of itself. So I, I love supporting my sister this year. She's gonna be competing all you know at the top of her level nationals um, in, tri- in the triple jump. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, if I remember correctly, your, uh, your dad played sports too? Yeah. Yeah, of course. How could I forget about pops? My dad played for 12 years, um, in the NBA. He was drafted in 1995, first round pick, first pick overall, and played for the Bucks for about five, six years and then bounced around a few other teams, uh, eventually won a championship with the Spurs. I believe it was 2006. So that was obviously a huge highlight for his career. And um, Pops taught me a lot. Being a professional and seeing him play sports and growing up with a, a father that was a professional basketball player really gave me the ability to go out and, and reach my goals, which is to play professional football and professional rugby of my own, which makes me want to do the same for my daughter. Like I said earlier, I want to. I want her to see me play. Um, it's great motivation for her when she's growing up to go achieve whatever goals she wants to achieve. Yeah, I love to hear it, and I, I love the um, relationship that you and your daughter have. I remember when they came out to uh, Colorado, and you know, I got to meet her, and I was just like, "Wow, this is such a you know beautiful and precious little girl." Um, so I, I look forward to having my own too, probably in like you know. 20, 30 years. I don't know, but <laughs> 20, 30 years. Get out of here. Oh, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute, but I, I definitely <laughs> love the bond. I definitely love the bond that y'all share from uh, the short yeah. time I've seen y'all. It's definitely special. It, it, it helps that she is into sports and she's a, a daddy's girl for sure. So whatever, <laughs> whatever she wants, I'm going to get her and I'm going to make sure that she's well taken care of. We're going to be some some athletes, as long as I can walk, I'm going to be making sure to, to be out there supporting her in whatever athletic adventure she wants to go on. 
Yeah, definitely. That's important. Showing up is important, and support is important. It goes a long way. Definitely a long yeah. way. Um, so you mentioned your your brother and your dad both played in the NBA. Um, did you just not get the basketball itch, or did you just say from jump like, "Hey, football is my thing"? Or you know, where 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 did that go? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I never really was a basketball player. Um, I, I wouldn't consider myself a huge basketball fan either. But obviously, I watched my brother and dad growing up, so I still have my my favorite teams. But man, I I I've never liked. Uh, never like playing a, a, a non-contact sport, I should say. I, I was always the, the rougher child, so football naturally was my my sport. And I never got the height. I'm only about 6'1", 6'2". You know, you know me. I'm not yeah. super tall. Like, my, my brother is 6'7". <laughs> my, my dad's 6'8", 6'9". So, I don't know. I feel like I developed perfectly for football. And I was a huge wrestler also, so I was – wrestling um in high school two-time state champ and that became my my sports those those combat sports i guess yeah so uh yeah i just never developed that that itch for basketball but i like to make myself a little bit unique and and go a different route than than my brother yeah for sure to be fair i was the only football slash rugby player in my family as well my dad and both brothers played basketball i was the only one that didn't uh, after, <laughs> after high school so I, I definitely get that you're like me we're violent uh, yeah yeah so um definitely love those contact or collision really collision yep. sports yep um so kind of reeling it back to xfl so first year um it being the xfl you know the rock bought it out or whatever and um so your team's doing really well this year you're three and one um you yep. got six more games left on the schedule. So, uh, going into the season, um, and of course, one of our other former rugby teammates, Tani Tupo, um, is your D line friend. Y'all are on the same team. Yeah. Um, so kind of take me like, how's that been? Uh, and you also played together in the AAF, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Me and Tani have known each other for a while and we've been on a few different teams together. So it's always great to have someone like that that you've played with before and, and you know their personality. Obviously, Tony, you know Tony's a great guy. Yeah. Um, is, is always going to be doing the right type of right thing. So knowing that you can trust somebody like that on the field is is incredible. But yeah, I I've, I played um, in San Diego in the Alliance American Football League with Tony, and then we went to Colorado and played a uh, rugby professional rugby and got picked up again here together on the same team in the XFL. So we've we've gotten lucky enough to to play a few different professional sports with each other, which does does not happen often as you know. Yeah. Um but yeah the the whole process has been going great. Our team's been been winning. We're three and one now. We have a huge game against DC this week um coming up that we're preparing for. So that's what's what's been on our, our mind, just getting a little bit of a little bit of payback. But um Besides that, I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that The Rock and um, his wife gave us because this this league has been going going really well. Yeah, it has. It seems it seems as so. though, and ticket sales it seems like are flying through the roof, and um, revenue is being generated everywhere. So, and it's I mean, and it's fun to watch. I mean, it's football. I mean, who doesn't like football, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
And I'm thinking the XFL in the springtime is going to be it's going to be a lot more popular now that, that everyone's seeing how good of quality it can be. This is definitely by far the, the best quality all around spring league that we've had in, in years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I can't can't wait for years to come. I don't I don't think it's going anywhere. So I can't. I look forward to next year as well. Maybe maybe yeah. I'll uh, try and find a way to get my name in the player pool. I don't know. Probably not. I'm too old. Yeah. I'm too old. Man, if 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 St. Louis sent me an email or a letter today saying, "Hey, there's an open tryout," I would be there. But I don't. I'm sure <laughs> that's not how it works. You never know. You never know. Once we win the championship, I'll I'll put in a good word for you. How about that? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'll Let's take it. it. Um. So. Going into the season, um, so you're drafted. You spent a lot of time training. I've seen you on Instagram every day um, doing a lot of training in Indiana, and then you're going into the season. Did you have uh, some written or maybe just mental goals for yourself? Because uh, I know, obviously, for the team, it's, you know, you know, win the championship. But for your personal goals, did you have any that you set aside for yourself saying, this is what I need to do or this is what I want to do for the season? Yeah, yeah. So there, there's always a few goals that I set each year, but I'd say the main thing going into this year that I wanted to wanted to do or, or make known is that every single play, um, just play it like it's my last because I didn't know this opportunity was even going to be available a few months before it popped up. So I was training and I was staying ready for an opportunity that I had no idea um, if it would come true or not. So uh, yeah, I just kind of set a goal and promised myself that every time I step out on that field, it's going to be my best um, because you never know when your last play is going to be. And I want my daughter to, to see my very best. So um, yeah, that, that was just be the main thing. Not that other years and previous years I haven't been putting my best foot forward, but just really embracing um, this season and understanding why I'm stepping foot out there every single, every single day. So yeah, just just making sure every every snap is is taken is going to be my all. Yeah, yeah, that's sounds like a good goal to me. That's that's the best goal you can have. I feel like, um, you know, because numbers you can you can. It's so easy to get lost in numbers, saying, "Oh, I'm going to have nine sacks this year. I'm going to have." Uh, seven tackles for loss and then you kind of feel like you came up short when you didn't get those numbers but I mean if you're putting in effort you know every play and you're putting your best foot forward and you're giving 100 percent the numbers might not always be there but as long as you know you did your best that's what really counts right exactly exactly so uh is there so XFL like I said um like we know it's a new league and, you know, people are still trying to figure out the rules of the XFL and, you know, just because, you know, there's so many different things from like kickoff to uh, the uh, onside kicks and everything like that. So uh, what rule um, going into the XFL kind of stood out to you the most where you're like, oh, like this is this is odd. Yeah, you know, there, there's a few rules, uh, rule changes that, that are a little different for for me but the biggest one is kickoff kickoff is um a little bit different if you've seen it now i know you've seen it you've been in the game where we're five yards apart mm-hmm. and opposed to a 
traditional NFL kickoff where the kickoff team starts where the kicker is and, you know, so on. But in the XFL, they're putting an emphasis on returning each kick. Mm-hmm. So putting the kicker putting the kicker further back and making sure there's returns on each uh, kickoff is really cool to me. And I, I think that that's a, a special teams and just a, a, a football um, thing in general that will be, you know, stick around for a while, if not switch to the NFL. I don't know if the NFL will switch their, their kickoff completely, but they may think about ways of keeping each – kick or getting more returns which is essentially what the xfl wants they just want those returns and that's working so yeah that's a that's a rule change that i i think is is pretty positive and pretty cool yeah and i noticed um actually i was watching the game after yours dc was playing against vegas and uh i believe it was vegas that was kicking off to dc and the ball didn't reach the 20 yard line and they ended up getting the ball where the ball was kicked i believe i saw and i was like what is going on yes Yes, exactly. So that that's that's um, a part of the emphasis on making sure they get those returns, those really big returns on on kickoff, is that if the kicker tries to like squib it and it doesn't go past the twenty, basically the off your the opposing team is going to score on you yeah. because that, the, it was it was what was it the thirty. I can't remember exactly. What um, it it's the uh, I believe it's a thirty because NFL is thirty five. So yeah, I think NFL is thirty. Yeah, thirty, thirty to thirty five. Wherever they put it at, that's that was a huge advantage for the for your other the other team's offense. Yeah. So the kick the kicker's forced to kick it within um, a pretty tight spot. Um, so it's cool. It gives gives the kicker a, a bit more to to do because that's a, a pretty skilled kick, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, yeah, I was like blown away when I saw that. I said, "Wait, wait, what's going on?" And so it's not, yeah. like if you don't if you don't score when you get the ball at thirty from legal procedure, then it's kind of like, well, I mean, you probably didn't have the offense to score anyway. I mean, you're right there, exactly. Right, exactly. You got to score something. You're right there. Right. You're uh, right there. So, uh, is there anything about the XFL that people maybe wonder or that they just don't know? Um, that you're like, when you got there, you say, okay, this is not, uh, I guess not to, not to say like something that you didn't expect, but something that you think people don't know about the XFL. Yeah. Um, I'd say the, the one thing that people kind of get, um, not confused about, but they kind of turn their heads and like, all right, okay, well, there's no kick. There's no, uh, point after touchdown kick. So after you score a touchdown in the XFL, there's no PAT. You're not kicking a field goal like you are in the NFL. You're basically the extra point is uh, it's another it's another play from your offense. You can mm-hmm. go from um, a few different three different spots on the field. You can try to go for one, two, or three points after you score a touchdown. So if you see our, if you saw our first game, um, we came back at the last second by we scored a touchdown and then we went for three points on the conversion we got three points and then we went for an onside kick which was a fourth and 15 from all the way down on the opposite i think it was the opposite 15 or 20 yard line um and that that's how they do the onside kicks in the xfl it's not an actual onside kick you just get a fourth and 15 conversion Right. So there, there are a few things that um, 
are different and that people might not know, but those are those are pretty much the only two I'd say people don't know. I hope I explain that well enough for us, for our football fans, to to understand that here. But it's just a, a slight rule change that helps um, put more points on the board. Basically, you you can come back from a pretty significant, um, you know. <laughs> amount of points if you're the if you're a losing team yeah so nfl you can score eight points at once and then uh because you touch down then for two and then xfl you can score nine yeah and your onside kicks are a little bit better than xfl a little bit more of a chance of of actually converting onside right right so that's it's fun xfl is just fun um and for people who have not tuned into a xfl game yet highly recommend that you do um if you do tune into an xfl game i recommend that it be the st louis battle hawks and that be the team that you root for all the way through to a championship because i firmly believe that y'all are the team to beat um and uh, the, I mean, the only really other team that I saw that really posed the threat is DC, but y'all are going to beat them this weekend anyway, so I'm not worried about that. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yes, go, go Battlehawks, Battlehawk Nation. We're definitely going to win this championship, so I, I appreciate all those fans out there. Yeah. Is there anybody that uh, you want to shout out? Yeah, definitely. You know who I'm a shout out. I shout out my my little girl Rain Rain Robinson. I'm gonna show her this podcast, and she is gonna love to hear her name on the online. So, um, always always doing it for my daughter. Um, that's why I'm still here you know, at 27, still still giving it my all. So we do it for the kids, and I will I'll definitely be doing it for as long as I can. Uh, as, as long as you're having fun with it, stick to it. Um, and as long as you're able, because it's it's not gonna be forever. You know, I I went out to Denver saying, "Oh, I'm living out here for a couple years," and then I tore my pec, and they're like, "We're not bringing you back." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you know, so everything yeah, everything you know, can change. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. But crazy. Uh, I'm glad that you're still chasing a dream. That you're still playing football, doing what you love. Um, even if it's not in the NFL, still on a level that is very recognized and very notable and very respectable um, to uh, everybody, really. Um, and, you know, I have utmost respect for you for continuing to chase your dreams and continue to do what you love uh, because not everybody can. So um, oh, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I appreciate all the support. That really means a lot. For sure. So, uh, Jalen, thank you again for coming on this podcast and taking the time to chat with me and answer some questions and just uh, be another voice. And I hope people listen to this and they will tune in to more XFL games and tune to more battle hall games and they'll start following you and um, they'll follow you on Instagram, which I will put in the bio if that's okay with you. Um, of course, and of course. they'll just, you know, continue to follow your journey and, you know, hopefully see your, uh, your daughter grow up through the eyes of Instagram. So, yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. And thank you for having me on today. This was an awesome surprise for me to be able to come on and, and speak to you. 
Um, it's always a good day when I get this week to my man camp. So Aww. anytime, hopefully. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> we can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Uh, we'll we'll definitely do it again. We'll do it again after your uh, after your championship game after you win. How about that? There we go. I like that. I like that. So Saturday, uh, this Saturday, March eighteenth, six o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock or is that eight o'clock Eastern? Seven o'clock Eastern? Central? Uh, uh, seven. My time zones off. Uh, we're going to go with 7 Eastern. Or how about we just go what's on the schedule? 6 o'clock Central. So 6 o'clock Central time. Hopefully y'all can figure it out what that is. Eastern time and Western time because I don't know. Um, FX and ESPN Plus, St. Louis Battlehawks are going to take on the D.C. Defenders in St. Louis. They're going to avenge that loss that you ha- that they had last week in D.C. So hopefully uh, the Battlehawks fans that are listening that live in St. Louis, make sure y'all bring that same energies that saying 38,000 out to support your team and people who are going to watch on TV make sure you're loud from behind the screen to support the Battle Hawks. So oh, yeah, go Hawks. We're definitely going to get this win, man. I appreciate it. Uh, go Hawks. Uh Jalen again, I appreciate you. Um and we will do this again soon. Yes sir. Yes sir. All right now, be good. You too. Again, that was Jalen Robinson joining us, defense alignment for the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. Definitely appreciate him coming on the show and taking his time to talk with me for a little bit. A couple updates before we end this episode for good. UFC 286 is this Saturday. The main car starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time, so a little bit earlier than what we're used to, the standard 10 o'clock. Fighting is Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman for the World Welterweight Championship. If you remember a few months back, Kamara Usman lost to Leon Edwards by way of a left roundhouse kick. So Usman is going to try and avenge that loss with Leon Edwards this Saturday. In the co-main event, we have Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fazayas fighting. Gaethje and Usman are teammates, so it'll be nice for them to share a car together, for them to travel together. Uh, check out the UFC Embedded series on YouTube. Uh, you'll see how they prepare in the week uh, coming up to the fight. That's definitely something fun to tune into. They do usually three or four episodes the week of, and then Saturday is game time. So that'll be super interesting to watch. I'm excited. I'm rooting for Usman and Gaethje, the teammates out of Colorado. I know they're going to come strong, and hopefully they leave out with the win. So that is it for today's episode. Make sure you click the link in the bio to be a supporter of this podcast. Everything is appreciated. So hope you enjoyed. Until next time. Top of the morning. 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 Hold up.